The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, you're listening to Get Paid. It's NFL Draft Week. We had the Aaron Rodgers trade drop. I got to be honest with you. I was going to start to do, I wasn't going to do power rankings this week. I was going to start to do, um, you know, I was actually going to comment on uh, the NBA Finals, you know, which teams were going to be there. And I get into BovadaSportsBook.com and I start looking at some of the prop bets for the, um, not only uh, not only the NFL Draft, but there's some prop bets for like Aaron Rodgers and how he's going to do with the Jets. And I was just I just went down a rabbit's hole. So I'm going to go through a lot of that today because there's a lot of good stuff. And there, hey, name of the podcast, there's, uh, there's some opportunities to get paid. So I'm going to go through like some uh, some NFL draft odds, some some bets that I think are going to get, um, you know, that, that are going to pay out. Um, and actually some smarter bets and maybe some not as smart bets uh, with relation to what we have in Bavada. But let me start with uh, Aaron Rodgers, the deal. Um, with the New York Jets um, for the Green Bay, you know, the Green Bay Packers shipped him out. And, you know, there's some shifting, uh, you know, the uh, the Packers, I think, moved up two spots in the first round this year. Not a big deal. They give the second round pick um, this year. That's where I thought the compensation was going to stop. Uh, I thought the Jets were going to, um, you know, to be wise about the situation. Let's say I thought they were going to be patient about the situation. And the the Green Bay Packers stuck to their guns. Uh, they stayed out of the press, and I think that was very wise. Um, but um, the New York Jets ended up giving a second rounder next year that will improve to a first round pick if Rodgers plays in sixty five percent of the snaps. I hate that trade for the New York Jets. Let me just say this: I, I, I'm I'm working on the fantasy football almanac. Right. And um, and I've been very, very deep into preparing that. A lot of the stuff is written. I can't ever finish the book until the NFL draft shakes out. I already had Aaron Rodgers on the Jets just because I figured it would happen. The, the GM for the Jets is really mouthy saying, yeah, we're going to get it done and all that. The Green Bay Packers just very quietly stat, you know, stuck to their guns. They're saying we want Matt Stafford type compensation, which was a ridiculous ask. Uh, the, the Jets were negotiating against themselves and they wanted to get him in the offseason program. I, I don't know. I hate this deal. I don't even think they should have given the second round pick next year. Here's what I think the Jets should have done. They should have given a second round pick in 2024. I'm okay with the swap of picks this year in the first round. I would not have given any more compensation this year. I would have said next year I'll give you a second round pick. And if we make the playoffs and it, you know, or if we take a deep run, it can be a first round pick. And oh, by the way, if he's on the roster in 2024, if he plays a second year, we'll give you a third round pick. That could, you know, you know, based on incentives, based on performance, increase. But, you know, the Jets just basically gave up two, you know, day two draft picks, possibly a day one draft pick next year. And there's absolutely no guarantee that he's going to be on that roster for more than one season. I really don't think it's going to work out that well in New York. I don't think the personality is a great match. I don't like, you know, the way Aaron Rodgers, you know, needs a, a, a core set of veterans that he trusts. The Jets have a lot of talent on the roster. I don't know what we're going to get there, but let me say this. The New York Jets, Bavada has a plus 1,300 to win the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not taking that bet. Let me just let me just say that. Now, let me get over to the, to the NFL draft. So, I think we kind of know where the first round pick is going to be. Actually, let me pause because I forgot we have prop bets related to Aaron Rodgers. Let me just say this. Okay. So, we got Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers special. This season, 2023-24, will he throw over 
or under nine and a half interceptions. I'm pretty good on the under. Now, the under is minus 130 in terms of the bet. I like the under for two reasons. One, because I don't think he's going to throw as many interceptions this year. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit better. I like the Jets' personnel better. I don't think he's going to force as much as he did last year. I also believe the reports that Aaron Rodgers was blowing off key strategic meetings with Matt LaFleur. I don't think he'll do that with Nathaniel Hackett because I think he likes Nathaniel Hackett. And uh, if Aaron Rodgers likes you, you know, he's nicer to you. So I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be dialed in this year in terms of, you know, throwing the ball. The other thing is, if he gets injured this year in like the third or fourth game, I mean, that bet pays out. It's an under. So I like that from two angles. I like the under there. Um, Aaron Rodgers' regular season touchdown passes over or under 30.5. That one's tough to me. I would actually stay away from this one. If he's throwing under, you know, nine nine interceptions or under, like if he's under that nine and a half number, 30 and a half isn't bad. The over is minus 105, so it's almost like one of those 50-50 bets if you're going to be there. But the under is, interestingly, so the over is uh, 105, minus 105. The under, I would have thought, would be like minus 105, minus 110. The under is at minus 135. So, you know, it doesn't look like Bovada wants to give the... um, you know, they don't want to give that full bonus for you going over. They don't want to increase that to like, you know, a plus 110 or something like that. Um, but I think that's reasonable value to bet on the over. But I think it's going to be close. I don't think we're going to get like a 40 touchdown season by any means. Um, let's see, yardage over under 4,050 yards, minus 110 for the over, minus 130 for the under. 4,000 yards with the 17 game schedule, it's not that you know, it's not as hard to do as it was with the 16-game schedule. You got that extra 200, 300 yards coming at the end of the season. I don't mind that one. Um, the only one I really like so far is the uh, the interception one, though. Um, so if I had to pick, I'll say over 4,050 yards. Maybe, I mean, I'm thinking low 30s touchdowns, so I don't like the value for that 30 and a half. I do think we'll get under nine and a half interceptions. Then we have regular season wins for the Jets over nine and a half, under nine and a half. I don't know, man. I don't know. They're a nine and eight or a ten and seven team to me. This is a tough division because I think Buffalo and Miami, assuming Tua is okay, I think Buffalo and Miami are heads and shoulders above the Jets, even with the Jets' good defense, even with Aaron Rodgers, and the New England Patriots aren't an easy play by any means. I don't. I don't like the ability to win, say, more than three or four games inside the division. That means you need to pretty much dominate the outside the division schedule. Uh, I don't love this bet. Nine and a half. If I had to guess, I'll say under because I think they're going to be 9-8. and eight. That's my opinion. New York Jets to make the playoffs. Yes is a minus 155 according to Bovada. Um, no is a plus 115. I'm going to say no. The AFC is very tough. Not only do you have the Jets and the Bills inside your division, you have the Bengals, who are very good. The Ravens, we'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson. The Browns, who won a lot of games with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, now they've switched it to Sean Watson. They're going to be tough. The uh, the AFC South, you're going to get at least one with the division winner there, right? Uh, Jacksonville. I think Tennessee is going to be better than advertised. I don't buy all the talk about them drafting a quarterback in the first round. Um, then you go over to the West, and you have the Kansas City Chiefs are obviously going to be in. I think the Chargers are going to be in. And, uh, you know, the Broncos are going to be very much improved with Sean Payton at head coach. This is not an easy conference to make the playoffs. 
So am I saying a playoff? No, I'm going to say no. I'm going to take that plus 115 Pravada and say no. Um, then there's a Tom Brady prop bet. Uh, will he be a Fox analyst for any game of the 24-25 NFL season? The yes is minus 500. The no is plus 300. Because the yes, I think it's a yes. Because the yes is minus 500, I'm just going to stay away from the bet. I don't think that's enough of a payoff. Okay, now let's move it to the NFL draft. So the number one overall pick, Bovada has Bryce Young at minus 1,000. I think that's fair. I think Bryce Young is the pick. Um, to me, C.J. Stroud is the next best, um, you know, person there in terms of my pick, right? I think C.J. Stroud should have the second best odds to be the number one pick. I think it's going to be Bryce Young. Uh, you know, I don't think Carolina is entertaining anything else at this point, but Will Levis is getting some publicity. There was an anonymous post, some Reddit stuff. This is like, this is weird. I don't know. I think someone's dorking with the, uh, with the odds here. Um, I don't, I don't love it. Will Levis is at plus 450 to be the number one overall pick. I don't see it happening. I think it's Bryce Young all the way. Uh, let's see. Anthony Richardson is another interesting one to me. Anthony Richardson, Bavada has at plus 5,000 to be the number one overall pick. I don't like it because Anthony Richardson to me is too raw. And the NFL does this really every single year. They do this. There's, there's a set of probably like five to 10 really good general managers. And then there's a set of about 20 or so mouth breathers. And all they do is try to copy what the other, you say the, the NFL is a copycat league. They try to copy what other teams are doing. And so the mouth breather GMs see Jalen Hurts do what he did last year. And they say, oh man, he was a little raw coming out of college. And, uh, you know, he had to, his first year when uh, he was taken over for um, uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback, he was raw and they had to run. He's raw and he's, he, he had to develop as a passer and this or that. People forget, first of all, Jalen Hurts played from multiple colleges. Um, he had to bounce around, uh, kind of like Baker Mayfield in a way. You know, he had to bounce around and then kind of prove himself and win the starting job, right? He couldn't overtake Tua, so he had to go to Oklahoma and become the starter there. Um, he produced everywhere in college, even in limited action, even when he had to, you know, he was splitting time with other quarterbacks and stuff. He was well over 60% as a passer, and he won games, okay? Anthony Richardson can't win games at the University of Florida. He can't do it. He's average against the likes of Kentucky and Vanderbilt. He's average. Now, the other argument is, hey, you know, um, um, what's his face over in Buffalo? Uh, Josh Allen, right? He was at Wyoming. and He was only a 50% passer. And I will go on record as saying, coming out of college, I thought Josh Allen was overdrafted. I didn't like him because of his completion percentage. He's the one outlier who basically was able to resurrect his throwing ability. And Josh Allen had the big arm. Anthony Richardson has the big arm. I'll say this. When I talk about um, when I talk about Anthony Richardson and when I try to find, you know, tape on him or, you know, highlights or if I'm reading, you know, about him, you know, his pro day, all I'm ever hearing about is that his athleticism, right? His, his highlight reel has a lot of him throwing the ball 70 yards on a dime, and that's great. But he also throws, you know, these these shallow crossing routes or screen passes at 110 miles an hour. He reminds me of Patrick Ramsey um, from Tulane, who went to Washington, and he could, for whatever reason, could not just throw the ball with any touch. He just threw laser beams every single time. I just don't see Anthony Richardson working in the NFL, man. I just don't see it happening unless you're doing kind of the Lamar Jackson thing, where you're trying to run the ball, you know, 50% of the time, and then maybe hit a seam route. I don't like it. Now, Anthony Richardson has a lot of physical talent, but to talk about him going to the top five, 
I'm sorry, I'm going to be the one person in the world that says, I don't buy it. I don't think this is going to work. So when he's plus 5,000 for to be uh, the number one overall pick, you look, I, I, I get it. NFL GMs, the mouth breathers are going to look at his athleticism and say, wow, he's the most athletic quarterback in the NFL draft. I heard that about Jamarcus Russell, by the way. Jamarcus Russell, by all accounts, was the most athletic and physically talented and physically gifted quarterback ever. Jeff George was another most talented, most physically you know able quarterback of all time. That arm was fantastic. Anthony Richardson, I just don't see it working, man. He's not Jalen Hurts. He's not. He can run the ball. He's not Lamar Jackson. Um, he's closer to Lamar Jackson, by the way, than Jalen Hurts. And, you know, maybe he can get with a, with a you know quarterback coach, Josh Allen. It took him basically working with Brian Dable for a couple years to, to really untap his potential. And he has exceeded my wildest expectations as a, as a, as a quarterback, but he's an outlier. That is not the usual thing. You don't usually see a quarterback throw 50% in college and then come into the NFL and throw like 65, 70%. It's rare. Uh, Josh Allen did it, and I think he's a list of one. I don't see it happen with Anthony Richardson. So let me just say that. Um, but there you go. There's the number one overall picks. Uh, number two overall pick I like because Tyree Wilson right now is the number, um, is is the odds on favorite, but they're at pl- or he's at plus 125, according to Bavada, to be the number two overall pick. I like that bet. I also like C.J. Stroud, who's at plus 400. I don't buy the Will Levis thing, and I don't buy the Will Anderson thing. I think it's Tyree Wilson or C.J. Stroud at number two, but I think Houston is going to trade back up into the first round. More on that later. Number three overall pick, C.J. Stroud at plus 275. He is the odds on favorite. I like that. Um, I think he's going to be the number three overall pick there. Number four overall pick, Will Levis. Now I'm fine with Will Levis there. I think the hype is deserved once you start getting into the number four. I think the top two quarterbacks here are Stroud and um, and Young. Absolutely. Now number five, Jalen Carter starts to creep in here. He's a mine. Here's the interesting thing. I'm talking about smart bets, right? So Jalen Carter right now is listed at minus ten to be the number five overall pick. But if you scroll down into the prop bets. And you say, hey, is Jalen Carter going to be a, a top five pick, right? So right now, you know, assuming Seattle keeps that number five pick, the number five overall pick, if you bet on just Jalen Carter being selected at number five, you're at minus 110. But if you bet on him being a top five pick, which means he can be selected one, two, three, four, or five, he's at plus 225, according to Bavada. So the smart bet is to ignore that number five overall pick, scroll down a little bit further in your props page, um, your NFL draft selection page and pick Jalen Carter at plus 225 to be a top five pick because he doesn't have to land right at number five. A team could trade up. They could take him early. Houston could surprise people and take him at number two overall. Um, that is the smarter play. Then you start getting number six, number seven, number eight. That's where the NFL draft gets kooky because, you know, the GMs is as is, is mouth breathy as they are. They can um, you know, keep a secret. At least one or two of these guys can. Um, so there you go. Now, to be picked in the first round, I love this one because I believe Hendon Hooker, this is another smart bet, everybody, okay? Hendon Hooker, I believe, is going to be a first-round pick, and here's why. If you are an NFL GM and you can pick in the first round, you can guarantee the fifth year of the contract. You have a team option for that fifth year, which means if you have a quarterback, not only do you have him on a rookie contract for four years, you also get him at an extreme discount in year five if you choose to. So it actually makes more sense for a team early in the second round, if they want a quarterback, to trade up with the likes of a Kansas City or um, a Philadelphia or a Buffalo. One of these teams that um, you know they, they really don't have a need at quarterback these, these hungry teams in the second round could trade up into the first round, 
give a you know maybe a, a day two pick, day three pick, something like that. It's a lot of compensation, but for quarterback financially, it makes more sense to be back in the first round. Okay, so I think Houston will take that defender in the first round, and I believe they will move up a couple of spots into the first round and take Hendon Hooker. Now, Hendon Hooker, according to Bavada, is minus 210 to be a first-round pick. But if you scroll down further, my favorite thing, there's a first-round pick specific. It's a yes or no. Will he be picked in the first round? Um, But it's not stated that way is over under will he be drafted Hendon Hooker be drafted 31 and a half over and under well there's only 31 picks this year so if you're on the under you're saying he is going to be picked in the first round and he's at plus 110 so you can go to a minus if you say yes he's a first rounder or you can go to plus 110 and say yes he'll be picked under you know 31 and a half so that's the smarter bet that's where you make the money so there's some things like that out there um, the one thing I will say too, and I'll, I'll give you one last bet here that I think could pay out, uh, running back Bajon Robinson, um, he, he's projected as a first round pick. I know there's a lot of talk about Atlanta taking him. I think that makes sense, but you know, Algier did okay. I mean, look at his numbers from last year. Again, the fantasy football almanac I've been writing, he did pretty darn well. Um, and I don't know that Atlanta feels like they need the running back as much as the media feels like Atlanta needs the running back. I say the same thing about Buffalo all the time. So when you start to look at the first round pick, I'm not a big believer philosophically in taking that running back in the first round, unless it's like a Christian McCaffrey years ago with Carolina, where he can basically be a receiver and a running back whenever he wants to be. I don't know that Robinson is that kind of talent. So then you start thinking about, is he going to be the first round or the first running back taken off the board? Well, I think the smart money is yes, but I'm going to take you back years and years ago, probably over 20 years at this point, definitely over 20 years. Ricky Williams was coming out of Texas and he was absolutely going to be the top running back taken. Well, Indianapolis, they had drafted uh, Peyton Manning the year before, and they thought, you know what? Edger and James is a better fit for our scheme. We're going to take Edger and James. Edger and J- Indianapolis shocked everybody because everybody thought that they were going to be ta- they were going to be taking a running back, and it was going to be Ricky Williams. Well, they took that running back. It was Edger and James, and it was a big surprise, right? That could happen this year. I'm not saying it's going to, but it could happen. So when you look at the odds, Bavada has the second running back drafted. Um, listed Bajan Robinson as the second running back drafted at plus 2,500. If there's, you know, Gibbs could be drafted first at running back. I don't think it's likely, but he could. And if that happens, plus 2,500, that's a heck of a payout. So I like that bet as well. So here you go. There's some NFL uh, bets for you. I think that takes you into day two of the NFL, you know, especially kind of end of the first round, Hendon Hooker, is it going to happen or not? I think financially it makes sense. There's enough savvy GMs out there to understand NFL finances. You want a rookie quarterback. Um, for five years before you have to give him that extension. That's how you really compete if you don't have like a Hall of Fame quarterback. And these Hall of Fame quarterbacks like the Aaron Rodgers, the um, the, the the Tom Brady's, these guys are retiring. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is on a team-friendly contract, although it's, you know, it's expensive. Burroughs is going to get um, another, uh, you know, basically a big extension, hopefully from Cincinnati. Geez, if they don't play hardball with them. You know, these teams that have the super top picks, Jalen Hurts just got extended, um, you know, Josh Allen, there's really probably like four to six quarterbacks who should be making that big of money. Once you start getting to these kind of the older guys like uh, Matt Stafford or Russell Wilson who have the big contract but they're starting to get older, and that, starts, that doesn't serve the team as much. 
So you want to have that rookie quarterback under contract, basically controllable for five years. If you let that rookie slip to the second round, you can only control that person for four years, that draft pick for four years. It behooves teams to move up and have that end of first round pick so you have that controllable asset. So I think Hooker is a lock to be a first rounder. It's my absolute favorite bet of the NFL draft this year from Bavada. Anyway, there's a show. Um, you know, Please like, comment, subscribe. Click below, comment, tell me where I'm right. Tell me where I'm wrong. We'll be back with another episode. We'll be, you know, into, by the time we do another episode to get paid, we'll be into mini camps. We're going to start to see how the rookies are shaking out. I'm going to have gone through kind of my rookie and team fit analysis. The NFL, you know, I don't know that the Almanac will be published, but we'd be darn close to publishing it. It's an exciting time. I love this time. I love the NFL draft. I love it. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, if it's your thing, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm certain that it's your thing. Enjoy it. You know, go out and make some bets. Get paid, everyone. You want to get paid? Then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling. Be the NFL experts if you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday. Because the team right here know the game the most. From Chi-Town to the Florida coast. Got swag. Got butter with the toast. Brad's a washed up model. Don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy football almanac. So quit that losing time to win. We talk fantasy or real. Whatever you win. You're going to win six pots.